For sake of all beings, wisdom, compassion, and non-clinging awareness. Well, good evening. And Vipassana is very much learning to study, experience, intervals, and parts of things. So if you say, my body, it is almost a useless concept to, to say, my body, my emotion, my feelings, my thinking, which thinking, my motion, my stepping. Do you see? You have my and you have stepping. There's two things there, my stepping. What are they? And within the my, what's the experience of my and what's the experience of stepping? Do, 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 do you follow? Mm -hmm. And you have a thinker that thinks the thought and the body action that has that thought. It's very important. When you make a step, one step, how many movements of the foot? How many times did the bell ring just now? in one second. You think it's not important. But it actually becomes very important because if you want to actually experience the hand, you need to experience the each interval. Right? And the different parts of the hand. How many parts of the hand are there? About a hundred? Different muscles and tendons that work. Otherwise, you don't really experience, you just have this gross, you know where gross? Big. Gross. A feeling of something that happens with no uh, edge. I'm going to try to. No, a fine edge. Okay, we just had chocolate, yes? Chocolate. It's chocolate. But what did you taste? Did you taste chocolate? Or did you taste blueberry, orange, uh, lavender? Uh, a bit of uh, cigarettes. Do you, do you understand? Or did you have just chocolate? How good is the definition of chocolate? How far does it get you? So imagine if you were a, a professional perfumer. You know perfumer nose? Nose, like in France. You probably have one in Switzerland too. But in France especially, the nose. A nose must be able to detect 2,000 individual smells. Otherwise, they can't do their job. Does, do you understand? Mm -hmm. They cannot do their job. It's not possible. You can think probably now in terms of medicine, psychology, uh, music, um, body awareness, everything in life. To become skilled requires that you break it apart and see how it actually works. Correct? Okay. So what is a feeling? What is the experience of body? What is the experience of breath? How many breathings in one breath? How many steps does it take to walk to the kitchen? You think, that doesn't matter. Actually, it does matter. So the practice 
And the development of insight is the ability to slow down cognition, to see how experience actually happens, as opposed to, oh, painting. You see the mind all over the place? Just like a big soup, you know, like a big ratatouille. You have a big ratatouille? But what's, what's in the ratatouille? You can't cook. How do you cook without the ingredients? Does this make sense? You can't do anything unless you know the ingredients. You have no power. No knowledge, no power to do anything. You just say, I walk. I walk. How about this? We go for a walk. Where, what do you want to know? Where? How long? What for? When shall we get there? You see? This is normal. So you have no power unless you ask the question. And consciousness, always asking questions. It's always asking questions, consciousness. But you have to get skilled at it. You have to get good at asking questions. But not intellectual waste of time questions. Make sense? Asking good questions, important questions. So you can ask a question which is very important is when the body settles, when you feel calm in the body, what is the process by which that happens? You want to know the process by which the body calms down and experiences relaxation and the mind begins to settle. You want to know that. Why? Because you want to reproduce that. You want to be able to do it again. You want to be able to play the note properly again and again and again, not just once in a lifetime. I got it. You're the meditation teacher. I got it. Not how I was trained. Uh uh. Can you do it again? And again, and again, and again. Go away, practice. Good. Now you've started. You see the difference? Now you've started. It's not professional. It's not professional. So what did you discover this afternoon? You said in the morning, the grief is a feeling. Death is a feeling? Okay, good, good question. I'll start again. Yes, good. When I say the word breath, this is always considered as very important. When you say use the word breath, what do you really experience? This is very important. What do you actually experience when we say, or, or we say the word, I have the experience of energy. I'm experiencing energy. What actually do you experience? Nobody likes to answer this question. It's amazing. What do you actually experience? You say, okay, my energy. What does that mean? My breath. What does it mean? What do you actually experience? Well, what I this afternoon experienced was this, this prickling in the whole body. Mm-hmm. But then I figured that um, that starts before breathing. So actually it's not breathing. It's 
So what is the difference between experiencing breath and the prickling? Try this. What is the, exper- what is the difference between this and breath at the nose? What is the difference between prickling in the body or on the body and any difference? What is it? When we say breath, what do we actually mean? But it's also a growing. A growing? A bigger movement because the prickling is just here, and when you breathe, it makes like. Okay, but what, what actually is it when you go? What is that? We need we need some way to communicate that because these are words; they're good, but we really need to know what's happening. What is all this that we're describing? Yes. It, it may be, but how do we... See, this is cognition. How do we know? Okay, try this. How do we know that we're breathing? Tell me. How do we know we're breathing? You tell me. I'm breathing. Give me proof. How do you know? Is this, is this breathing? That's moving. <laughs> Is this breathing? No. We learned that the, it, we learned how breathing looks like. Okay. Okay. Get there. Everything you say, but the concept is putting on the process. But what? And as you'll see, you're going to see, you're going to laugh when you hear this. What is the experience of breathing? Okay, you've tried movement, touch. What do we mean by breathing? But that could be almost anything. That's like saying movement. Concepts. It's all concepts, isn't it? So how do we get down to something that's so fundamental? Up quark, down quark. Bottom cork, you know, boson, Higgs boson. We want to get down to Higgs boson. How do we get down to something we can work with for insight? We have to really get down into what we mean by experience. When we feel breath, what do we mean, actually mean? Okay, we pick up temperature shift, one thing. What else do we pick up? Te- temperature? Temperature, change in temperature, hot, cold. How do we know it's hot or cold? You'll be amazed. This is so simple, by the way. This is not Zen, the trickery. It is just so simple. But people don't, they get too complicated. We need to get so, you know, insight meditation is about so simple, you will be amazed. How do we know we breathe? There's only one way. Only one way we know we breathe, which is why this breathing meditation is used. It's so fundamental. 
contact. That's all. We have a sensation. Is there anything else? Sensation. You know the word sensation? You're right, touch. But not even touch. There is some kind of sensation, and then we make up a word called energy, or prickle, or smooth, or hot, or cold. Isn't that right? They're all what? They're all sensations. That's the only way we know we're alive. The only way you know you're actually breathing is because there is some sort of sensation. Otherwise, you don't know. And we call it energy. We call it Fred. We can call it Frank. We can call it Italy. Anything you want. But it comes down to sensation. It can be prickly sensation. It can be warm sensation. It can be sensation like champagne. You know champagne? Bubble? Like bubbles? It can be sharp like a needle. It can be beautiful like a feather. Or, excuse me. Or it can be gentle like silk or a feather. You see? What are they? They're all sensations. Correct? You see how complicated the mind gets? It gets so complicated, it wants all kinds of concepts. So this meditation is all about sensation, to be able to follow sensation. Normally, if you feel something, the Consciousness does not stay on the sensation very long. How long does it stay touching? For most people, one or two seconds, that's it. How long do you look? Here, how long? One second, half a second, until you move. Do you see? Always the conscious going like this. Touching, hearing, tasting, seeing, touching, seeing, 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 touching, smelling, touching, seeing, right? It's like boom, 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 boom. And if you come from a busy, busy city life or work, the phone's ringing, you answer the cell phone, you work on the computer, it's like this. Boom, 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 right? Do you see? You are trained to do what? Be moving from sense to sense to sense to sense to sense constantly or visual. Now, for breathing, for breath meditation, what are we asking you to do? What's happening? What, what, is, the, what is the actual meditation? Exactly. Which sense? Touch. That's it. Only one thing in the universe. Touch. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour. Nothing but touch. Stay there, as if the mind is right here. So we put our vision right here. Relaxed, open. The eyes are half open, half closed. Not out, not in. Soft. Soft. 
The entire focus is here, feeling touch. Until you feel what? Until what? You feel sensation. It's easy. It is so amazingly easy. Not imagining, not seeing, but actually <coughs> the feeling of sensation in and around the nose, the upper lip. That's where it starts. You have to get there. How many hours does that take? I can tell you. It's, exact, it's easy for almost everybody. If you put in 10, 12 hours a day, no more than three days before this all opens up and you go, whoa, it's going to be so strong. You're going to feel like your nose is this big. Giant nose, like a big nose job, you know, surgery? Big nose job. Giant nose. It's going to be huge with giant nostrils, like this big, because you're in there all day feeling sensation. The more time that you can be interested and stay in contact, the more the, the contact will build. And what happens when it builds? Someone said that. Maybe Simon? When you stay with the contact or the sensation, what happens? It's very important to understand because this, this entire process is all natural. It happens to you all the time. Bliss. Bliss. You feel happy. If you can stay in the sensation, it goes to what? Bliss. There's nothing more interesting. You're alive. All that prickly. Whoa. Piti. In, in Pali, called Piti. Now you've moved to number two, section two. All that prickling is section two. The energy starts to run. All the sensation starts to run around the body. It goes from here. Have you experienced this? It goes from here and jumps. Whoa. It just goes and jumps. It goes from the nose and all of a sudden, or in the toe, or usually in the heart. You have that? It jumps. Goes from the nose, goes right in here. Oh, I could just stay here all day. And then it changes. Or the belly. Right? Or the head feels clear or feels good, right? Or what else? Oh! Ah! Or. Uh, God, ugh. Yeah? Or, uh, oh. <laughs> like someone takes a nail, you know? Uh. Or my leg. Oh, oh my. Because the sensation's going to start to move. As it starts to flow along the meridians, along the channels, the 300,000 channels, it's going to bump into the tar. Do you understand? The tar? In the channels. And sometimes when it bumps into the tar, it's going to feel like what? Oh, beautiful. And sometimes, uh, that's all that's happening, is bumping. Sometimes it moves, it's beautiful. Sometimes it 
like that, you go. Do you have that? All of a sudden, you're like, I am irritated. I would like to leave now. I would like to go for a walk. I want some chocolate. I would like to listen to my Walkman, to my uh, iPhone, or iPod, uh, iPod. I don't have an iPod. Um, I want to watch television. Uh, I got to eat something. I wonder what's in the refrigerator. Yeah? Anything but the meditation, yes? Did you have that? This is normal. So the, the breath, it's a sensation, bumps up against things, are always there for you. It's always there. And the mind goes... And, or sometimes the mind calms down, you feel wonderful, eh? and perfectly concentrated. Yes? Like this today. Sometimes three hours, irritation. Sometimes three hours, dull. <laughs> or bored. Yeah? But it's happening in the day anyways. It's naturally happening through the day. In meditation, you now get to see it. That's all. You get to see it. So in order to see it, which you want to see it, you don't run a, run, want to run away from it, it's good meditation, is to see it, you need to have a, um, I like the word, I don't know if you know what I mean, but a reference standard. How to describe this? A pure experience that gives you a standard to measure. So number number line number three of number one. Number three of number one, experiencing the whole body of breath I shall breathe in. This is the full reference standard. You know what it's like to breathe fully. And it's fantastic. The first time most people have this, they never forget it for their whole life. I guarantee. Most people, when they have this experience full, they never forget it. It's like God has taken place. They are enlightened. It's like, hallelujah. Yeah. They usually have to take a big scraper and scrape them off the ceiling to bring them down. Come on. Come on down. Because they're like... <laughs> They're on drugs. It's fantastic. So this is your standard of what it's like to feel physically alive. Physically alive. Awake. But not mentally, not fully mentally. But now the body has become alive. So this experience of the whole body alive in the Christian mystical tradition is called the resurrection of the body. The resurrection, we just had Easter. This is called the resurrection. Easter. Because the body becomes uh, reborn, uh, not reborn, uh, resurrected. How would you say in English? It comes alive again from death. It goes from death and emerges into life. Yeah. yeah, that's what this is. So you know what that's like. Your 
uh, obligation, your uh, way, is to train so it becomes normal. It becomes the normal feeling in the body. Alive. 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 And it starts here. You can also start here. You can also start here, too, by the way. Anywhere. But this is a very good place to start. Right here. Tip. The more you practice and the more retreat work you do, the faster it gets. Sometimes you just sit down. It's there. Automatic. Do you understand so far? Yeah, that's how it works. It's a very natural process. Absolutely natural. Okay. <coughs> the last one, number four of the first section, calming the bodily formation. This has a technical name. Um, the, this We are now entering into the mind because it's staying with sensation. Because it is staying long enough, interested enough, Watch, watch, I'll show you how simple. You're sitting on your bum, yes? It's simple, you're sitting on your bum. So you start to concentrate here. Dumb. Dumb thing to do. Don't. What are you sitting on? Your bum. Mm -hmm. And your bum has two big bones, yes? Mm -hmm. They go right like this. So, watch how easy. Actually, sit like this. There's many ways to do this. I'm just concentrating on my bottom, my, my bum. Just the awareness of the two sides is enough to force the breathing to open. Now see what's happening? For me to contact the whole bum, I have to change the pelvis, and I have to twist the body to open the breathing. And if I want to feel the whole bum, I'm going to have to find a way Most people go like this. But you see, natural. That alone, for maybe one or two minutes, of going very slowly and going very fast. If you are very, very mindful, is enough to get both channels open. It's that easy. I can show you 100 different ways of doing it. They're all the same. You have to contact the body and focus on the body and go back and forth between the two hemispheres to pop the two channels open. Normally, the both channels get closed because the, you lose sensation into thinking. Thinking is the fastest way to close these. Thinking, 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 you know? Motions. <laughs> Whatever that is, you know. But you have these, these things they call emotions, I hear. Yeah? And thinking is the fastest way to close these off. Just block. Sometimes a cold can do that, too. 
There are so many ways to do this. It is, it is really important that you learn methods to open up the breathing so it is easeful and open, and then the meditation flows. Have you noticed the difference? Maybe some of you have meditated for some time. When one is closed, what it feels like in the body and the mind? Stuck, right? Or if both are closed, it feels like the body and the mind is just stuck. It's like fighting. Like, when it opens, effortless. Why? Because when it opens, these open. Straightforward. If you sit down to meditate like this, most people they just sit down. And where are they? They're here. But you have a whole body. Best thing you can do, feel your feet. Breathe. Move your pelvis, but slowly. Here's something simple. Watch. Turn your head. Just turn your head. Look, look behind you. It's a nasty, nasty, uh, um, nasty uh, joke. But. <laughs> turn, turn, just turn your head. Look behind you. Okay. Now, how would you look behind you all the way? The easy way. You have to turn your pelvis. It's easy. Watch. Watch this. Just watch what pe- most watch what most most of the time because the body is not connected. It's like this, right? Eyes what? Yeah. Watch this. Two hundred and seventy degrees. That alone, doing this, very slowly. can be enough to open the nostrils if you have mindfulness. That alone can do that. Makes a big difference. So you spend 20 minutes trying to balance the nostrils when you can take five minutes to do it well before you start. This is traditional. I'm telling you, it's traditional. All the fields of yoga are like that, to learn how to balance the channels before you meditate. Whether you stand, same thing. Ah, like this, chopped off at the head. Now I'm going to meditate. (laughs) Really. What's the first thing you do? You feel your feet. You're standing on ground. You feel your feet. The whole foot. Not the little bit of foot. The whole foot. You know most people, they do not feel any more than 2% of their foot. Maybe sometime we could do, maybe next one, the whole foot, until you feel the whole foot, 100 points of your foot alive. Only takes 10, 10, uh, 20 minutes. Half an hour. Some people, maybe two, three hours. (laughs) Okay, so 20 minutes. And you can feel maybe 100 parts of each foot alive until the whole foot feels alive. It goes right up through your body. Do you see? You're standing on your feet. It's not breathing. It's dead. It's just dead. So guess what's going to be dead? The head will be dead because the breath is not moving through. It's much easier to start here than start here. It's much faster. 
if you learn how to do this. The fastest for most people is you get on the floor and you crawl. Crawl. Like a baby. It's the fastest way. Two minutes, you crawl on your stomach. And you sit down and you will see, maybe you could tomorrow morning. Sure. Yeah. And you will see that you sit down and you're meditating. It's that fast. You have to learn that. You have to develop. You have to develop the skill of knowing what is happening in meditation. And I'm going to tell you now, because this is some of you are here only for a weekend. But this is the this is you don't have to believe me because I want you to experience this. It may take you some time. If there is no breathing, the mind is busy. When the body breathes, the mind settles down. It's that simple. The degree to which the breath flows is the degree to which the mind settles. Is law. Like Einstein law, E equals MC squared. Same thing. If the breath settles through these two side channels, the mind settles. It's simple. You just have to learn this. You just, and once you learn it, that's how you meditate. You just know how to do it. Training. So, see? Experiencing the whole body of breath, I shall breathe in. Thus he trains himself. Calming the bodily formation. Now you know how to calm the bodily formation. I just told you. Yes? Now you know, but you don't know well. You don't know maybe enough because of enough meditation. But now you know what it's like to calm the body formation. So you train that way until you get it. And you go, I did it all day long. I know how to do it. And when you lose it, you know how to come back. When you lose it, you know how to come back. And you keep training until you can play the note. The note is breath. If you breathe. So that's number four. Now let's get to number... So is that clear for number one? Mm -hmm. You have to make that discovery for number one. This is what it's like to have a body breathing, alive. Oh my goodness. Delicious, like a very fine chocolate. Was that a good chocolate? Yes. I don't agree. See? I would say no. Not a good chocolate. Bitter in the back of the mouth. Hmm? Uh, pasty, bitter, a bit peppery. Um, uh, really good chocolate for me. Two hours of beautiful tastes in the mouth like a good coffee. My, my, if I tell you what a good coffee is, two hours afterwards, you are still tasting cherry. Uh, what's cherry in, in German? Kreases? Yeah. Cherry, uh, almond, um, blueberry, uh, orange, and it keeps coming down around your mouth for two hours. That's a good coffee. That's a really, and a good chocolate, same thing. Two hours, you're going, oh, that's good. Mm. Yeah. How, and so how are you going to know chocolate? You're going to have to sample thousands of chocolates. 
just like you have to do uh, 100,000 breathings, 200,000 breathings. Why? Because you do uh, 200,000 breathings or 100,000 breathings, what happens? You get to no breath. You, and if you are observant and you have a teacher that works with you, or you work with a teacher, hopefully you're going to go, they'll ask you the right questions, you're going to go, I'm getting it. Okay, I see the pattern. When there's distraction, you lose it. You turn the wire off. The electricity shuts down. Do you see? Speaking about electricity, let's have a little bit of, uh, now let's have a little bit of light. And there was light. Uh, he's discovering. Fantastic. Pragan is discovering light. That's good. You see, so you have to know the principles. And this, in, in the Buddha's time, this was called energy yoga, prana yoga. You know, you hear pranayama? This is prana, prana yoga. Now, this is for tranquility, but it is not for insight. You don't have to have this for insight. I'm going to have to explain that, but that will take a bit of time. So there's two ways here. Now let's continue with the tranquility. Number two. So once there is enough tacking, vitaka, you can stay with the breath, sensation. Then the consciousness, well, they put vitaka vichara together. They put two together into number four. Uh, with number four, is like sailing. You know, have you all been sailing? You not only know where you're going, but you are now going like this. You know that beautiful feeling? It's called tacking in English. You are tacking. Like a, a tack, like a nail. You're putting the nail in, in the right place. You can feel it. Did you have that today? When you get the nail in the right place, it feels really good. Did you, did you get that? Maybe for one or two seconds? It's just you go, oh. It's a beautiful feeling. It's like, it's like you're sailing and you're right sailing beautifully. The boat is beginning to plane. You know planing? It's beginning to lift off by itself, gliding. gliding and you go, and maybe only for the first time it lasts one or two seconds and then falls apart. Yeah? That's, that's, that's called vitaka uh, in Pali. And the mind gets absorbed and feels very blissful. Very good. Okay. These are all, um, this is all part of, um, how do I say it, a real proper training in meditation. Now, and you have to know each one. Number five. Okay. Number five is experiencing rapture. Now that English word is the Pali word, piti, P-I-T-I. And piti means thrill. It's a thrill in the body. Little prickly. Little dancing prickles. Little little sparkles. Or, oh, you feel so good. You know, you feel just physically fantastic. Do you all know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Physically really good. As if the body is um, dancing with energy. Dancing alive with sensation. Every breath is goes right to your toes or right into your fingers. You just feel so good. Your heart is warm. You go, oh, this, is, this is beautiful. See? Warmth. 
but it, PT can also be, can also go to uh, like, um, like biting. You almost like the skin is being bitten. It can, it can be like really um, physically uncomfortable. But here what you want to do is you want to have enough concentration, the body begins to feel very good. And there's many different uh, experiences. Feeling light, feeling warm, feeling cool and beautiful, feeling um, like liquid, you know, like, like a liquid flows over your body or flows through your body, like you're drinking milk. Maybe you don't like milk. Okay, rice milk. But it, you feel lovely, like you've, you're in a warm bath or cool, cool waters, like under a shower. Do, do you feel? There are hundreds of different uh, manifestations. Many of you, you've all experienced, every single human being has experienced uh, this. It's natural, part of, of life. It's part of life. So, when you learn to breathe fully, it will go naturally to the whole body streaming. Streaming. You will feel like you don't, you just want to stay in that wonderful body experience. Like a good massage. So that is number uh, five. And now number six is the body falls away. You really can't feel the body anymore. And all there is is the mind feels so happy. You don't know there's a body. If you try to feel your hands, you can't feel your hands. If you try to feel your body, there's no body. It's just happy mind. The whole body experience vanishes and there's just a mind of happiness. The most beautiful universe, the most beautiful place in the world is now. The mind is restful. And I always remember, you know, the way I, I uh, like to explain this to people, but maybe you, don't have, you didn't have this experience, but you remember when you were a young child and your parents, you would be asleep in the car? You know this? this or on the couch or on the, uh, somewhere? You know, and they want to take you to bed or put you somewhere else. They pick you up mm-hmm. and they carry you mm-hmm. and you are completely... You know that experience? Just... Mm-hmm. It's like that. There's no body. There's just, oh my God. <laughs> just hold me. Just let me be in your arm. You know? This is, or, or you get put in bed and it's like, was that good? Or a great chocolate? Great chocolate should do that. Great chocolate. Do you understand? These are all natural things to the human being. These are not, these are not artificial. They are not far out things. Every one of you have had these experiences. But it is breath that does it. If you listen to beautiful music, you know, you can have the same thing. That's why people do it. If someone strokes your body, you can have the same thing. Go, oh my God. And your body just disappears. There's no body, there's just bliss. This is what human beings try to do. Here we are training to do it 
through step by step by step, knowing how it's done. And the reason is we need that training to be able to look at the mind. That's why. It's too hard to look at the mind unless the mind is so clear and settled. It's too rough. So we have to train and get good at it. Make sense? So that word uh, for what are the uh, for bliss? That word bliss in Pali is sukha, not physical bliss, mental bliss. There's no time; time vanishes. If you look at your watch in meditation, you know sometimes if you if you say I will sit for one hour, and you sit, and two minute you feel like it's been two minutes, but you've sat for one hour. Time just goes gone. Time just vanishes. You don't care about anything in the world. There, and by the way, at this point, there are no thoughts. So you should know this. No thoughts, no feeling in the body. Someone can come along with a needle, with a, with a needle, a shtick. Shtick? I think in, in German, shtick? No? Nadel? What is a shtick? Shtick? Einstecken. in the ground. Yeah. But uh, a nidle. Nidle? Noddle. Noddle. That's great. Love this. A noddle. Someone can come along with a noddle and you would not feel. You'd just be. So that is how you've seen pictures or seen. They can put, someone can put a sword through their mouth. They do this in places. They put a sword or a, a big knife through their cheek like this. Or walk on, fi- walk on coals. You know fire walking? Same thing. Fire walking, same thing. If you want not to get burnt, you have to be very concentrated. But many people around the world, they do this. They practice this way. They just practice. Get good at it. Just get good at um, staying in that place. Corresponds this to the first jhana? This no, this is the third jhana. This is the third jhana. Third jhana. So the first two jhanas are number four. No, no, the first two jhana, uh, no, the fourth jhana, the first two jhanas are number four. The fourth, the third jhana is number five. Number six is the fourth jhana, and then the next one is number five, ikagata. Okay, so you should know the signs. The signs are that these two channels. When the energy goes right down into here, or into here, and balanced, there will be no thought. It will almost, almost be no thought. Very rare thought. It settles. And you will feel so good. Like everything is perfect. Time stops. Everything feels perfect. Okay? And it can be from very, very deep to very light. You know light? So there's a whole range. From very gentle to profound. Like... They call it ecstasies. You know, you have the um, Saint Teresa of Vila, gone for days. Brother John, he was a, a friend of Saint Francis, days. Ecstasy, just just overwhelmed with the breath of life, spirit, spirit, spiritus. You know? like uh, great Bach. Bach Sonata, yeah, or or uh, 
not Vaughan, not Vaughan Williams, uh, English composer. Elgar? No, uh, Elgar, but um, I'm thinking modern, modern English. Hmm? No. Um, Protective Veil. Oh, John, uh, John Taverner. John Taverner. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, and one, uh, one he wrote called, and the, and the Spirit Entered Her. Mm. Fantastic. Is, is, is modern uh, Russian uh, Orthodox music that is fantastic. That is, that is, is exactly that experience of ecstasy. Of being, of being, of of the baptism, of this, the bat, of the complete breath, spirit, going right through. You see, and some people, if they are very practiced or natural, some people are not so natural, but some people are very natural. Three, four, five days, just completely like that. But that is unusual. That is unusual. Or you have to train a long time to 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 do that. Some people are very natural. But you don't have to for liberation. Don't have to for liberation. But you need some level of some training. I'm going to explain that. That's why there's so many things to cover. You need a little bit. Okay, so that is number uh, number six, yes? Number six. Now, number seven is the mental formation. This is the beginning of experiencing the uh, now the feel of the mind. This is not this is not the fifth jhana, but this is where you experience the at, you know what I mean by atmosphere of the mind. Yeah. If I say to you right now, what is it like in the room? Can someone tell me how do you feel? How does the room feel? The room, the atmosphere in the room. You all know the word atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere. What's what's that in German? Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Yeah. How does it feel now, right in the room? Can you describe it? One word, two words. Because maybe in German you need two or three. I don't know. I know certainly in French you need two or three. It's more poetic. It's beautiful. English, one word. Yeah. Pleasant and cool. Anybody else? Light. Light. See, so the room feels light. Now, how does your mind feel? Not your state. The overall feeling of the mind. How does it feel? Can you describe it? One or two words. How does it feel? What is the atmosphere of your mind? Should be quick. Hmm? Concentrated. Okay. Anybody else? Confident. Confident. Dense. Dense. Good dense or not so good dense? Good, good dense. Okay. Calm and clear. Calm and clear. Silk. Silk. Rayon or Dacron? No, I'm just kidding. Synthetic or natural silk? You see, you need, you need to develop, just like tasting chocolate or coffee or tea, that level where you can go. You discriminate the feel of the mind, like the atmosphere. Now, 
There are, if you look up in the insight texts, there are 52 different qualities of, of descriptions of that atmosphere. But for insight, you only need three. You don't need 52 for uh, wisdom. You only need three descriptions. Pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. That's it. It's on the back of your, your sheet here. Only three do you need to know very well. And the Buddha said that's enlightenment. If you can do that, you're enlightened. That's how, that's how much it takes. You need to be able to know the good for the good and the not good for the not good. You need to know that thoroughly. When the mind is in a good place, you need to know that. When the mind is not in a good place, you really need to know that clearly, absolutely with surety, with confidence. And neutral. What is neutral? Neutral. Hmm? Neutral. Neutral, but gray. Not a good. Not a good neutral. Gray. There's no gray in this room. Neutral is neutral is not it's not so bad, but it's like you go nowhere. Like there's a wall. Like you're looking outside, but there is glass. And there's something between you and the world. And you don't even know it. It just feels stuck. Like stuck? Just not really moving. But it's okay. You say, ah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. But you're not okay. You know when people say, how are you? You say, I'm okay. No, you're not. Yeah, but I am. No, you're not. But I am. I'm okay. Leave me alone. That's, that's, that's great. That's, that's neutral. It's not, I feel awful. Uh, I feel great. It's okay. It's okay. So you only need three. You don't need 52. If you are practicing Abhidhamma or you're practicing... Um, a higher, a deeper level of insight meditation, anupasana. Maybe your teacher says, "Now study 52 and tell me, and be able to know 52 different qualities." Yeah, that's what we had to do. I had to do that. So you experience the atmosphere of the mind with each breath. You know the the change of atmosphere for every single in-breath, every single out-breath. Do you see? You feel what the mind feels like, the, the uh, state, almost not states, but the factors, the qualities of mind for each change of breath. This is now, we now can go to insight. How? How why? Because normally, you say to yourself, I am feeling such and such. This is, by the way, this is called Vedana Nupasana, second tetrad, which is feelings, not emotions, feelings in the mind. Normally, you say to yourself, when you say, how are you feeling? You say, I am feeling happy. Like you've been feeling happy for a long time. Or, I'm feeling happy continuously, but you're not. Do a demonstration. So I would ask you, 
I'm giving you an idea for this. If you, if you walk, is there happiness lifting? Is there happiness raising? Is there happiness moving? Is there happiness lowering? Is there happiness touching? Is there happiness stepping? There are different phases. Or did it change each time? This is the level you have to get to, to slow down, to see that feeling is not steady. It can go maybe one half second, change. One breath is one way, one breath is another way. One breath is feeling good, one breath is neutral. Do you follow? Mm -hmm. And what happens? Remember, intervals. Insight is intervals. What starts to happen when you break it down and you see that one hour is not a certain way? Ten minutes is not a certain way. What do you start to see? That no state, no quality of your mind remains the same for more than a fraction of a second. But you think it does because it's so busy. Well, it's a very brilliant system. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The states of mind and the quality, the atmosphere of the mind never remains the same. It's always changing. Moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. So what happens? You stop holding onto it. You see? Because remember, what is the entire basis of the Buddha's teaching? Clinging. Clinging causes suffering. Mental clinging causes suffering. If clinging ceases, there is no suffering. So, let's, let's try this. I am sad. Okay, I'm not sad. I am happy. As if happiness exists in a continuum. Right? But happiness does not consist in a continuum. That is stupid. That's not reality. There is moment by moment change of individual risings and collapse of that state. You have to get there to see it. You have to break the hallucination. You know hallucination? Hallucination? Yeah. You have to break the illusion that it is steady, that it's all one thing, man. You know, it's all cool. You know? But when you're in it, you feel you're in it. You know when you get sick? When will I ever get healthy? <laughs> If you're angry, when will I ever come? I'll be angry for the rest of my life. It feels like it's that is who you are. But it's not. It's not who you are. It is a temporary arising that dies. So my method is I say to students sometimes, okay, stay angry. Work at it. Stay angry. Do not deviate. Do not ever move from being angry. Or, you know, they say, I'm having experiences of lust. <laughs> stay lustful. Don't drop it. Stay that way. Make sure you stay that way for days. They go, oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you stay that way. Stay that way. Stay that way. And then you realize, oh, I can't. It vanishes. It just vanishes. 
And if your awareness gets sharper and sharper and sharper, you see it vanishes. It just vanishes. And the, what is the only reason it comes back? The only reason that state comes back? Clinging. Clinging. That's all. You want the state to come back? It'll come back. If you don't want the state to come back, you're still clinging. <laughs> it's true. If you don't want the state, it will come back. That's not, cl- that's not non-clinging. I don't want to be angry. No, nope, you'll be angry. Because you don't want to be angry is anger. It's clinging. You're clinging to another state. Non-clinging means non-clinging. Is there a chair for you? Thank you, Tracy. Maybe you can help. Oh, there's one. Ah, now you have two. (laughs) Fantastic. It's making some sense? Making some sense? So, tranquility meditation, to feel blissful, is you stay with the breath. But when you go to insight, it's now shifting to the phenomena of change. Of change. You're watching the change. You don't care about being blissful or happy. You just want to see change. 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 And you catch the beginning and you catch the end. And you get good at it. It takes time. At the beginning you catch every once in a while. catch the exact moment of finish. See? And you can practice. The beginning, the moment it's, it changes, to the moment it finishes. I'm in Switzerland, so I can always get a new watch. <laughs> it's easy. See, you see babies do this all the time. They are practicing insight meditation. That's where they start. Here, pick it up. They're learning to manipulate the parent. Manipulation of the parent. I will control the parent. Now that I've separated, I now I need to learn to control the parental unit. So did you see? And eventually you can do it with each breath. Beginning a breath, end a breath. Beginning a breath. You have to get so exact you can catch the beginning and end. And if there's five breaths in one breath, you experience each arising and passing away in one breath. What, what, what can you explain it more? The, more the breath in the breath? Uh, you have to find that. How many breaths are in one breath? Yeah. Is the breath always the same? Seagull. Eventually, you're going to find out, oh my God, there was four breathings in that one breath. There was four changes in the breath of actual <coughs> of breathings in one breath. So, for instance, if you, if you walk, 
And in insight meditation, uh, according to the tradition of Mahasasayada, they break the walking into six steps. Then there'll come a time, maybe, where you go like this, and you go, oh my God. There was not just one movement, there was many movements. Do you see? You have to start to see how many movements there are. Like this, this bird, the, the thing that looks like a bird, goes back and forth. How many movements was there in one second? You just say, oh, it's moving. Not good enough. Like at CERN? There's particles moving. There's particles moving. No, you need to know how many clusters are moving around 27 kilometers exactly every second. And you must know how many atoms or how many protons are actually in one cluster. You have to know that number. And when they hit, you have to know how many collisions. Otherwise, you don't know anything. Do you see? And they're very good at that. They're very good at counting things at CERN. They spend a lot of money, $5 billion, right, to count really accurately. You have to do the same thing in insight meditation. Insight meditation is about counting. You have to get very, very good at sharp mind. I remember sometimes we'd sit with Namjur Rinpoche, just sit, have a coffee, and, um, <coughs> or not coffee, usually tea. <coughs> coffee in the morning, Nescafe in the morning. That's all we could get sometimes, you know. Instant Nescafe. So he'd just say, maybe, you know, a bell would go off. How many? Just like that. How many? 17. Like that. How many times, you know, cricket? A little cricket? Makes a noise. How many times ago? Eventually, you think, oh, this is hard. No, eventually you can do it. Eventually you can do it. The horn of a boat goes off, you go 27 times. That's what you want to do to slow down. And the mind can actually record and, and go 27, not 28, 27. Then you begin to see beginnings and ends, beginnings and ends. You begin to see the falling away, the finality, the, the cessation. Why? Why this? It's not to be a physicist at CERN, not for a job at CERN. Why? Because you need to see that every state has an end and changes. Otherwise, you never see it. You never develop confidence. It's always a mystery. It's like, I read that in a book, but you have to get a mind that actually knows it happens, that things actually change and they cease, they finish. Never to be the same, ever, including you. You are not the same from one moment to another moment. That's fact. But how are you going to find that out unless you slow way down and the mind is so clear it can actually experience that again and again and again and again and again until you know it. That becomes physiological, not intellectual, physiological, physiological.
physiological changes. <coughs> yes? Where did it come from? That's what, yeah. And how long ago was it? Yeah, and who did it? Yes. Who, who decided that you got out of bed this morning? There's a meditation for you tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Who decided to get up in the morning? Did you? Take a look. Mm-hmm. Who decided to brush your teeth? Who decided to go for the meal? Who decided to meditate? Who decided to make the step? You go take a look. Now we're talking insight. You think it's you. Fat chance. You know that expression? English? Fat chance. Who decided to lift the cup just then? wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. It happened um, uh, 400 milliseconds before I thought of it. You have to feel that. You have to get to that level where you can actually feel that you are not making a decision. The organism has made a decision. There's no you in that decision process. Only later does the brain tell you that you are in control. You're not. You're not. We know this to be a fact. Both in insight meditation and in your physiology, you don't make that decision. Your organism makes that decision. And then it tells you, delayed, to make you feel like you made a decision. It's an amazing machine. It's amazing. It actually convinces you that you are in charge. You're not. Try to fool it. You know, try, try this. Just, just try this. Fool. I am going to step. <laughs> Make a step mark. And try to find out who mm-hmm. makes the step. Mm-hmm. You look carefully. Mm-hmm. It may take you weeks, but you'll find it. Who made that step? It wasn't you, believe me. And then you'll start to ask, who are you? <laughs> Big time. Who opened the door? Who made the decision? Everything in life. didn't want to deal with it at that point. Too early. <coughs> but doesn't, doesn't that mean that you are not responsible for everything because I didn't decide something, it was my organism. That's right. I, killed this, I can't kill this person, I didn't do it, it was my organism. And that's why people are scared. Because they're afraid of their, of their instincts. It's not purified. So your responsibility is to purify the way the organism acts through awareness. And it will purify. You see, the thing is, especially in the West, the Western mind, it thinks it has to actually be in control. This is very cultural. This is an amazing study. It thinks that there must be a self that makes decisions. 
It doesn't actually have to be that way. What you want is the decision maker of the organism to be clean and ethical. And then there is no problem. You do not need to be in control. So when we talk about purification, do you know what I mean by purification? Purification of the emotional states. Greed, hatred, delusion, pride, and jealousy. All the poisons that cause problems. If you purify those out through awareness, then you are not worried about whether there is self or no self. This is why the Buddha would not say there is a self, and he would not say there's no self. Because it doesn't matter. There is just activity. But there is no real being acting. It is a make-believe theater. You know when you go to a movie? Mm. It feels very real on the screen. There is nothing but light. There is a screen and there is light. And you think it's real because you get in the story. For instance, I, no, in Europe it's different, eh? In Europe, in, in video, you know in video? How many images per second in video in Europe? 25. So if you have a video, there are 25 separate images per second. In Canada or the United States, it's 30. We need more. It's not as sophisticated, you know. It's very slow. So you, you have each one is a separate image that goes fast enough that it makes a feeling like it is a continuous story. But if you slow it down, it all the whole story falls apart. Has anybody ever been on a movie set? Have you ever been on a uh, set where they film a movie? It's worth doing. You should try to do it. You should go and see. Why? It changes the way you see a movie. It doesn't ruin it. It just changes it. Because you see uh, every little bit over and over and over again. Take. Okay. Go say, hello, take. Come back. They all get together. Pause. Make up. You know, make up. Get the hair right. Try again. Take. Take. Take three. Hello, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jamie. <laughs> okay, so now. And you see that, and you begin to see that the whole thing is a story broken up into little pieces, put together and edited to make it believable so your emotions get sucked in. Oh, yeah, I like this. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah, ooh. It's just light on a screen. And that's exactly what's happening in the human organism. It is a play of light in a screen that you buy into the story. So what do you have to do? To be responsible, you need to purify the story. And then it doesn't matter. It simply doesn't matter. You purify the story. And then you don't care. Because you know that what's going to come out of your mouth is pure. What your body is going to do is pure. What you think is going to be pure because you've purified down into the ground, into the channels. What comes out is clean. This is real, real purification. Then you don't have to worry, Andreas. You don't have to be confused. You're not fooled. You're in the movie, but you know it's a movie. But what, but what happened? And how do you know the movie's changing? You can tell. I'll tell you, you can tell. The real test. How do you know the movie's really changing? 
Because you can act in life, yes? You know? You can become a good actor in life. So how do you really know that the movie, the ground of your being, your heart, well, actually it's your genitals, your navel, your heart, your throat, your forehead and your head. How do you know that's really changed physiologically? Yes, they may, but you can still be a very good actor. There are, there are actors who are very good. How do you know? And psychotics, yes? Very good at fooling people, psychotics. The dreams. The dreams. The dreams are when, uh, if it's a, a right hemisphere dream, not left hemisphere, but right hemisphere dreaming, the... the, the um, most of the deep dreaming, not the thinking dreaming. Because you lose control. When you dream, you've lost control. And eventually the dreams will change. The way in which the dream... No longer are you in violent scenes. No longer are you being chased. The dreams actually shift. And then you know the basis shifted over, over months or years. Years. Your speech is consistent. Your mental state is consist- consistent. What is consistent? Uh, even. Deep. Even. Deep. It, it, it doesn't go like this. It's even. It's even. It's even. You are not happy, manic. Ha ha ha. Just happy. Just even. You feel good all day long. Even if you're in pain, you feel good. And you know it. So it... You have to test it. You have to see. But one of the best tests is the dreams. Are the dreams really about liberation? Are they good dreams? Is your being fundamentally changed? And then you don't have to worry because everything you do is good. You'll see in your life that what you do is good. What you write is good. What you say is good. If it isn't, then you know and you can feel it and you make a change. You take responsibility. Why? Through awareness. But you don't beat yourself up and say, this is me. This is my bad states. No, it's just you purify it out. You don't need a self, and you don't need no self. You see where it gets in the big argument? You have to have a self, or you have to have no self. If you're Buddhist, there's no self. If you're a Westerner, there must be a self. The stupid arguments. The best is... Neither self, nor neither self, no self. Both are foolish arguments, because both are unreal. We know this in neurophysiology too, you know. It's been clear for 30 years. The evidence is there. There is no real self. It is a make-believe theater. And it's very easy to dislodge it and, and break it apart. Either through brain damage, or any little thing. And when you meditate, what happens is, it starts to fall apart, and you see it fall apart. You see it's not true. For instance, give an example. Right now, can you see the room? Can you see? Can you see? Yes. All of you can see? Do you know that that has to rise and fall? It has to be refreshed. And you're only seeing maybe 10% or 5% right now. All the rest is memory. It's true. When you look at me, because you've seen me now before, 
you only need maybe 7% real information. All the rest is filled in with memory. Mm -hmm. If you really slow down, you will eventually experience the room blank. Nothing. You will not see anything. It will just go like that. Nothing. Because the cognition of seeing must be refreshed over and over and over again. You relax it, it'll be just blank. Just blank. And it will go through stages. There are certain stages by which it does that. Same with hearing. Eventually you don't hear anything, you just feel the eardrum move. Vibration in the body. That's it. You can't tell what it is. All the rest is just naming, 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 naming. Conceptualization. Conceptualization. So experiencing <coughs> the... Let's see here now. So number eight, you now uh, know... What is a disturbance in the atmosphere of the mind and what is not a disturbance? Does that make sense? The mind becomes so clear, you go, this is what the clear atmosphere is like when there are no clouds. You know, it feels good, sunny day. You go, that is beautiful. This is a beautiful atmosphere of the mind. Before, number one, first tetrad. This is the beautiful body of good feeling. Sukha. Your body feels good. You know what that's like. The body's been resurrected. The second tetrad. What is it? This is a good state. This is a good feeling in the mind. This is not a good feeling in the mind. You know it. Boom, boom, boom. And how do you train yourself? It's very easy. When it goes unpleasant... You know through breath how to bring it back to pleasant. Remember you said, Nora, the other day, I'm not sure, I don't think I want to get out of anger? You said something like that. Well, this is where you know there's anger, it doesn't feel good, and you just know how to bring it out through the contact, through the breath. And it changes, and you just come right out. You train that way. You train, because... The mental atmosphere is never going to remain the same. So you have to be able to shift it, to shift it. Otherwise, you're paralyzed. You take no responsibility. But who's making the decision? You don't have to worry about that. You, want, you just want a good decision maker. You know what I mean? Whoever it is, you don't have to worry about who it is, but whoever it is, you want good decisions. That's all. More and more good decisions. So you learn to calm the mind so it stays calm. It stays really pleasant and good. And when it goes away, you, learn, you know how to bring it back. Again and again and again so that you can stay very, very clear in good state. That's good for meditation. It's not bounced, you know, bouncing. It's not going boom, 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 It's like this. Completely even, steady. Feels good. Spacious, open, steady, clear, uh, loving kindness. 
just like that. And then you can start to use the mind. So that's number two. Yes? It sounds like you're, you're, um, you're not just observing and saying, oh, it's pleasant, it's unpleasant. You're, you're training. Saying you, you actually want it to go that way. That's correct. That way. That's professional. You want it to go that so way. You're not just going, oh, good meditation, bad. You're not doing that. Well, you do that right at the time, or that's just your aspiration at the start of the... Oh, you do it right at the time. The, a, the aspiration in, in, in good training, the aspiration is uh, I will start at number one and I will go to number eight and I'll go step by step by step and I'll bring myself to the um, pleasant feeling in the mind and stay there. And when it goes out, I'll bring it back. When it goes out, I'll bring it back. It goes out, I'll bring it back. That's training. Knowing how to do that. Knowing how to do that. That's through breath. It's all breath. Remember? Breath and mind are like this. You should know this. Breath and mind are like this. Whatever the breath does, the mind is. So you learn to transform. You learn to shape it. Learn to shape it. This is not liberation. This is training to be in a consistently good state so it's stable. It's not all over the place. The intention is to do that. And you now have the skill to do that. So it will go there. And if it doesn't go there, you do what you need to do to change it. This is a very important thing because you take responsibility for your states. Yeah, You take responsibility. You go, I know it can be done. I will do it. So listen to a day of meditation. You know, how about a day of meditation? The morning, yeah. Bad. The afternoon, okay, one half an hour was good. And then the next day, ah, one hour was good. You see? You have to learn what made it good, what made it pleasant. You have to learn that. What is it that actually leads to that hour, that half an hour, feeling really good? Do you see? And you have to spot it. What is it? What is it? What is it? But not thinking so much, just observation. And you will, when it's good, you know, because you'll have eventually two or three hours where you go. And you should be proud, you know, kind of a little bit proud. That will ruin it, of course, but, but a little bit proud. You go, you, you know, it's like this, watch. That was good. And you know from experience, don't, don't push it. Because the moment you do, you get pride and it's going to crash, right? So, but you just go, that was good. <laughs> just that's, that's enough. That's all you need. Just not bad. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to change. And then you alter it and you learn how to do that. That's called the training of tranquility. So eventually you get to a place where all morning or all day, Good. Standing, sitting, walking, darn good day. And when it's not, it's okay because you know how to bring it back. You keep training that way. That's how you do it. Now, when it goes for insight, we don't care. We don't want good or bad. But we need stability for insight. 
because when it comes to insight, we want to see the changes. You see? Mm -hmm. It's the changes that are important, not, I feel good. If you go to an insight teacher, <laughs> you go to an insight teacher and you say, they say, how, how is it going? <laughs> I feel fantastic. They're going to hit you over the head with a stick. They're going to say, so what? Who cares? Tell me what the breath is doing. They want, they want insight into change. Not, I am doing good. How long? Three days. <laughs> if it's a teacher of Samatha, they go, excellent. Try four. <laughs> and they'll ask you questions. How clear? How bright? Make it brighter. Make it more luminous. Make it more steady. Make it more even. You know, this is for tranquility. But when it comes to insight, forget it. Couldn't care less. Oh, glow of light. My mind was full of light. Bah! Who cares? Three days full of light. Bah! Who cares? When did it start? When did it finish? What was the breath doing? That's more important. For liberation. For liberation. So you see, in this tradition of Anapanasati, there are two streams that come together at number 12. We haven't got there yet. Tomorrow morning. Okay? Tomorrow morning, we get to number 12. We must. But there are two streams. One is to train in tranquility, loving kindness, to feel really loving in the universe. Fantastic. Just feel good about being. And the other is liberation from clinging. That's it. One is liberation from clinging. The other one is training in opening yourself up to being very stably, clear, calm, open. So you have a good instrument to play. How many people play a musical instrument? Anybody? In the room, play a musical instrument. Do you like to play a musical instrument that is broken? No. How about the, you know, on the clarinet? The C is da da. <laughs> That's my clarinet now, you know? It's got one note. I think it's C. Every time it's It's not pleasant to play anymore. It has to get fixed. Like da da da. Da da da. Da da da. How would you like that every time? Not nice, is it? So you need a good enough instrument to play all the way through the piece of music well. That's what it feels like. You go, ah, oh, good. One hour. Ha. That's what you want to come with. One hour. Good. And the music, the instrument is tuned. You want to play a, you want to play a piano and it's not tuned? Why? It's silly. So you learn to tune. Most of what you will do in meditation is learning to tune the instrument. So you can play. You can comfortably play. Comfortably play. That's what it is. And then you can comfortably play all day at work. And with people. It's lovely. It doesn't matter. It's like theater. You walk into a theater and you play. Ah! That's nice, huh? You know, like when we, we today we were, we were um, doing certain things today, as you can imagine. But, you know, some of them I don't want to do that. I don't want to make the coffee that way. It's a theater. 
So you change the movie, right? So if someone says to you, you say, I would like the coffee uh, one shot in a little, little uh, demitasse, one shot and uh, this much milk. I will not. You mean espresso, a macchiato. No, not a macchiato. So their theater, why do you have to play in their theater? You see? It's only theater of the mind. So what do you do? You change it. You slow it down. You open up their hearts. You change the voice. You change the scene. You start to allow them to relax. You communicate. You mix. Mix. Like mud. You mix. And they, you, you tell them, this is not a threat. It's fun. Let's play a game. Interesting, eh? So we played a game, right, today? You play a game. Some will play the game, some will not play the game. But you can change the theater. Don't think the theater is fixed. It's all fluid. You have to change, because you cannot be fooled that it's all the same. It's only theater of the mind. It can all be changed. That's why I love going into town and playing. I like to play with loving kindness. Just play. You, you interact. You talk to people. You do things. And you, you, it's fantastic what happens, eh? Yeah. Amazing. What happened today? It was fantastic today. We had a great day down. Just a few hours of just play. Going and interacting with people and um, seeing what's possible. But it's not artificial. It's very natural. I don't think about it. I don't have to think about it. Been practicing it so long, and just I just enjoy going and being with people and seeing what's possible. It's like you know, like dance. You know, Im improv dance. You go and you do improv dance, but you're not dancing. You're just dancing with the mind. It's fantastic. And you, who knows who you're going to dance with? It can be anybody or a hundred people in a day. It's fantastic. So no, you don't have to stay in the state. You have to learn how to transform. Because you're a manipulator anyways. We're all manipulators. So manipulate well. Learn to manipulate. Right? You manipulate. We cut these flowers. Good. Then you make a nice arrangement. If you're going to cut flowers, make a nice arrangement. If you're going to make food, make beautiful food. If you're going to do something with your mind, then do something good with your mind. Do you see? Make sense? It's easy. Why would you want to do something bad with your mind? Because it hurts. It just hurts. You want the mind to be awake. So you have to study what is awake mind. Most people, do, oh, most, 99.9% .9 of people don't know what an awake mind is. So you have to go on a journey to find out. Correct? That's what we're doing. We are find, going on a journey to go, what is an awake mind? So you make discoveries. Did anybody have discoveries today? Little discovery? Tiny? Come on. Tiny? Then count your blessings. You're lucky. Every day should be little tiny discovery. Not huge discovery. Little discovery. Little discovery. Little discovery. Little discovery. If you're aware, you make it bigger and bigger and bigger. It's not like, wow, I had a great meditation experience today. It's rarely ever like that, you know. It's never like that. Hardly ever like that. Occasionally. Most days in meditation retreat, it's okay. Little thing. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. Patience. Little bit. Little bit. Simple, isn't it?
It's an art. It's a craft. Right? It's a craft. Meditation, which is waking up the mind, is a craft. Is a very high art that you, you train in, you practice in. If you don't know where you're going, though, it's terrible. I, I feel for people who are just meditating. I, I just, my heart goes out to them because they have no idea where they're going. They're not training. They're just going. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to me. One day, it will happen to me. It doesn't happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe one in a million, two million, because they've done all this work in previous lifetimes, boom, it happens. Some people are lucky, you know? You sit down, you meditate, within three weeks or a month, enlightenment, a little bit, or taste of enlightenment. That's rare. That's very rare. So you work at it. And the ones that do awaken fast in three weeks, then they have to work very hard if they have a good teacher. They work even harder than everybody else. You know why? Because they have to, they have responsibility to help other people. So we got to the end of number two. That's good. We are at number eight. So tomorrow morning, third tetrad. Any, uh, I think that's time, 9.30. Uh, any any questions tonight? You're gonna you're going to have a session, yeah. So they go to sleep blissful, like babies. Any any final questions? Anything to clear up? Are you looking through that little booklet, Progress of Insight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow we need to talk. Well, tomorrow we'll I'll, tomorrow morning. We how many people? I need to know this. If I give a class, let's say from 1.30 can I give a fourth class or are people leaving? From 1.30 to 3? When do people when are people leaving? I'm leaving around five o'clock. Okay. About anybody else? Well, you can stay also all day. Yeah. Till five? Not later because yeah. I Okay, so five o'clock, good. So we can have a class from three, uh, no, from two thirty, two thirty to four o'clock. Okay. Good. good, 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 great. And if you need to talk to me or you want to talk to me, I can stay for a few words. Okay. And there'll be a morning class as well. And there'll be a morning class as well. And you can work on. Yeah. So same as today. Same as today, maybe a bit earlier, half an hour earlier. Is that possible? So 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 8 o'clock, yeah. And then you'll come at quarter after 9? Yeah. See, si, senor. Okay. Good. Okay, that's, that's plenty. Let's share the merits. Let's share, share all the good qualities that we have uh, developed together. By this powerful activity, may it lead to the cessation of suffering for all beings. Idante punikamang aswagi wang mojo. Idante punikamang aswagi wang mojo. Idante punikamang aswagi wang mojo. Sabe sata sukidahantu. May all beings be all happy. May all beings be established in a continuum of freedom, perfect union of wisdom and compassion. Sarvamangalam, sarvamangalam, sarvamangalam.